Bernard Gaynor is a former Army intelligence officer who served three tours of duty in the Middle East. He also is a Catholic father of eight who has been caught in a legal nightmare just for standing up for what he believes in. And that was to stop the Army from succumbing to the political correctness virus. He complained that he was not allowed to march in uniform, for instance, in an anti-abortion protest, the March of Dimes, yet the Army was encouraging its personnel to march in uniform at the gay and lesbian Mardi Gras in Sydney. Things have only gone from bad to worse in the army with the latest revelations in our newspaper of gender neutral language guides banning words like him and her. And then, of course, there was the rainbow rising sun lapel pin. Bernard Gaynor is on the line. Thanks for your time, Bernard. Not a problem, Miranda. Now, you've really been through the mill, years of legal dramas. You've had to sell your house to pay legal bills. Your story is horrendous. But before we get to that, let's just get your insights into the political correctness culture that seems to have infiltrated the army, the military, in fact, the whole of the ADF since the days of Julia Gillard and David Morrison. But it just hasn't got any better under Maurice Payne and Angus Gillespie, has it? Uh, no, it has uh, it has not improved at all under the coalition government, which is a real pity because I think many people were hoping that things would uh, turn a corner and, and improve for the better. But we've got these stories about uh, bans on pronouns. Uh, we've got uh, a, a lobby group, which I'd like to talk about, seemingly in control of defence and pushing its radical rainbow agenda. Uh, so it hasn't got better. It's got much worse. So tell us about this lobby group. It's called DEFGLIS, isn't it? Is that part of the Defence Force and what does it stand for? Sure. So DEFGLIS is not part of the Defence Force. It is a private political lobby group of uh, homosexuals who have got links to the Defence Force and it stands for the Defence Gay and Lesbian Information Service. And it campaigns for things like uh, same-sex marriage and to remove... Uh, freedoms from private religious schools, for instance. And look, I don't have a problem with these people uh, expressing their political views on these issues, as all Australians should be able to do. But there is a serious problem uh, when they're using their network with inside the Defence Force to politicise the military itself in favour of their uh, political agenda. And so uh, that that is concerning. And I think most people would have been quite upset about the story uh, that the Daily Telegraph ran recently about defence banning the use of the words him or her at places like ADFA. Uh, What they won't know is that that whole push has come from this lobby group called DEFGLIS. So, uh, I mean, obviously no one has any problem with a private lobby, lobby group doing what they like and they're perfectly within their rights to do so. But how did this private lobby group manage to get so much power inside the Defence Force to the point where uh, I know you've said that those rainbow rising sun uh, badges were actually paid for by Defence. And uh, it's also this DEFGLIS organisation receiving money from Defence. Yeah, so Defence has paid this private uh, homosexual lobby group about $30,000 over the last few years, and that's uh, in addition to the other $20,000 it spent promoting DEFGLIS's uh, lead of defence members in the Mardi Gras. Uh, so it's a considerable amount of money. And the reason this is occurring is because we have been so bullied by rainbow activists that people in leadership positions are simply afraid to say no to them anymore, and they give them whatever they want. Uh, and as a result, we have things uh, running completely out of control inside the Defence Force. So, for instance, we know 
uh, now due to answers that defence has been forced to give to Senate estimates that Deathless has been issuing orders to defence personnel, which is a violation of the uh, Defence Act. Uh, defence says it was a mistake that those what do you orders mean? were issued by Deathless. So the, the first Mardi Gras that defence participated in, all the orders in relation to uh, where defence members were supposed to turn up, what uniforms they were supposed to wear, uh, what timings uh, they were to adhere to, those orders were issued by Deathless, mm. this private lobby group. Now, defence says it was a mistake. It should never have been Deathless. Uh, at the top of these orders. But the fact is that they were issued under the name of DEFCLIS, um, which is highlights that this lobby group thinks that it owns the Defence Force. We also have um, the fact that uh, Defence has now acknowledged that the whole rainbow uh, symbol on the Defence Corporate Directory, which is like the Defence White Pages, um, was never authorised. Now, that's um, a promotion associated with DEFCLIS. So we have these rainbow activists inside the Defence Force acting far beyond their authority, uh, promoting their agendas. And it's happening because no-one's prepared to say no to them. And now you tried to say no, and so let's come back to you. Um, you d- Tell us just briefly how your story, your problems began and uh, how it became such a legal quagmire. Sure. Well, um, I, I was sacked by the Defence Force, and the reason I was sacked was because I pointed out that Defence had orders prohibiting uniformed attendance at political events, such as the Mardi Gras. Uh, And I said that Defence should not be marching there. Uh, It should be obeying its policies and its directions and its orders. And basically, to cut a long story short, the hierarchy of the Defence Force decided that instead of assessing what I actually said, it would be easier to sack me. Uh, And that's what they did. Uh, And unfortunately, uh, the full court of the federal court decided that uh, it was entirely uh, lawful for defence or any other organisation to sack somebody uh, because of their uh, inability to adhere to, I guess, a cultural change agenda, uh, which means that we are, according to the courts, basically political prisoners um, and have to adhere to the political agendas of those uh, who employ us. So I think that's very dangerous, um, but that's, that's essentially what happened with me. And uh, and currently, uh, I believe that the ADF is coming after you for costs, and that's a significant amount of money. Sure. Well, look, I don't really want to go into this in too much detail, but uh, I did take the ADF to court, and I won in the first case, but I lost in the full court of the federal court, uh, and the High Court didn't grant me leave to appeal that decision, which means that I've been uh, issued a cost order, uh, and I'll just leave it at that. But I think my position is well-known, uh, on these politically correct issues and the hierarchy of the Defence Force's position is well known on those issues. So there's not a lot of love lost between us. Mm. Uh, it's pretty incredible, though, that the Army, the Defence Force, would be coming after a veteran and a father of eight um, in this way. I, I just, the mind boggles. Now, you've also, on another front, you're being hit with... Um, numerous dozens of anti-discrimination cases by activists or one particular activist uh, since about 2014. Tell us a little bit about that. Sure. So since 2014, I've been subject to about 70 legal matters that have been launched against me as a result of my traditional and conservative views on marriage, family and morality. So, for instance, I've been dragged before the Thought Police for linking to an Andrew Bolt article about homosexual marriage, uh, and also because I criticised the conduct 
of naked activists at gay pride parades. Uh, my criticism of them was deemed to be homosexual vilification. Uh, now, all of these legal actions have been brought before me as a result of the political activism of the New South Wales Anti-Discrimination Board, which is basically a state-funded body of political activists. Um, and I've ended up in the High Court uh, defending myself, and I've won in the High Court, but I've had to go back to court just recently because the Thought Police and the anti-discrimination industry in New South Wales have deliberately decided to ignore a High Court ruling that their action against me was unconstitutional. It's quite incredible that you have had to had your life just consumed by these legal actions. It's the process is the punishment as much as anything else, isn't it? From the anti discrimination board and various other quongos. Oh, the process is the punishment, and I'll just briefly run through what the process is. It's free to lodge complaints. Now, under the law, heterosexuals cannot complain, and you have to be gay to lodge your complaints. The complaints are investigated by a body that campaigns for things like gay marriage and marches in the Mardi Gras. Uh, the complaints are heard in no-cost jurisdiction, meaning that the defendant cannot recoup the costs uh, if he manages to successfully defend himself. There's no penalty for false or vexatious complaints. Uh, the tribunal itself is presided over by a magistrate uh, who has publicly assisted LGBT organisations to raise funds. Uh, you can be fined up to $100,000 for every complaint, and the complainant gets any fine that is imposed. So the entire system is a gravy train for political activists who know that even if their complaint is not successful, it will still financially ruin the defendant. It is terrible. What's the impact been on you and your family, Bernard Gaynor? Um, well, I've been able to uh, win three cases, but that's not uh, a great comfort when we've also had to sell our home. No. Uh, we've almost been ruined financially. It's cost over $250,000 or uh, thereabouts in legal fees now. Uh, we had to move because the activists who complained against me obtained uh, our address from the electoral roll and then uh, contacted Islamic organisations to take action against me. Mm. Uh, you know, it has been a very difficult four years uh, and it's had a tremendous impact on uh, myself, my wife and our eight children. Uh, you know, it has been quite difficult. And I would just like to thank the many thousands of Australians who have donated to assist us in this battle because without their support... Uh, I never would have even been able to make it to the High Court. Well, look, Bernard Gaynor, all the best in your future battles. And, um, and of course, you have a lot of people supporting you. Just give us the name of your website. Oh, sure. So it's bernardgaynor.com.au. That's B-E-R-N-A-R-D-G-A-Y-N-O-R.com.au. Well, look, all the best to you. And uh, I think you just have to keep on standing up for free speech. And for anyone out there, it doesn't matter whether or not you believe in what Bernard Gaynor says, if you agree with him or not, he has the right to express a view that it accords with mainstream Catholic thinking uh, without have, being ruined, having all sorts of legal problems and having to lose his house. So good luck, Bernard, and we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you very much, Miranda. And that was former Army Officer Bernard Gaynor. 
News doesn't have to be boring. The Brits have given Prince Harry a new nickname after yet another tell-all interview. Oh, God, is it the ginger winder? <laughs> Let the team at news.com.au get you up to speed each day with their podcast from the newsroom. A couple were busted joining the Mile High Club. Well, I guess they can't fly virgin anymore. <laughs> Politics, sport, red carpets, royals. Get all the goss in just a few minutes. Follow from the newsroom wherever you get your podcast from. Podcast from.